Welcome to Disrespectfully Agree with Oatman and LJ. I am LJ. And I am Oatman. What's good, everybody? talk about Avengers Endgame, the 47th Marvel movie. Is that too many? It's got to be more uh, Marvel movies than that. 243rd? <laughs> Are you covering the, the Hasselhoff movie? Of course. It's <laughs> we're, canon. Where Hasselhoff played uh, Nick, uh, Nick, Nick Fury. Fury. That's right. And yeah, Nick Cannon's a whole other thing. Yeah, I would love to see him play Nick Cannon. Now that's a movie. <laughs> that's the movie. What's his superpower? <laughs> Corniness? Yeah. With their powers combined. (laughs) My God. This episode is going to be mostly spoiler-free. We're going to try and spoil as little of the movie as possible for those of you who have not seen it. And I just want to say, I am a spoiler fanatic. I love spoils. But one of my friends, I forget her, uh, what is, uh, what's my my sister's name? She's a writer. She put up a post where she said... You don't know your sister's name? (laughs) Well, she's a sister in spirit. She's a fellow writer. And, And she put up something that says, if somebody puts up a spoiler, she's going to block them and then show up at their job <laughs> so right. we, we know that some people haven't seen the film so we're not going to to spoil that for you so this is going to be spoiler free we're going to talk more about sort of the architecture of the film and stuff like that but just to be safe neither of us has a job that has given us an office that's a fair point so we're good that is a fair point if that goes well we're going to try a second episode a part two if you will of this epic in which we will get into spoilers so stay tuned for that but we're going to start with the general overview of our reactions and then try and talk about the magnificence of this film or lack thereof in the least spoiler way possible so here we go oatman this is actually i believe the 22nd marvel film you mean of this new generation starting with iron man okay gotcha and not including any of the x-men stuff although i think disney finally bought the fox movie rights and so forth but in any case for now This new generation, starting with Robert Downey Jr. in Iron Man. Ten years on, here we are with every single Marvel character you can imagine in one movie. You loved the last one. I did. How'd this one do? It it did well. I I liked it. I I, I thought it was interesting. They do a real interesting nod to DC in the first part of the uh, film. Explain. Uh, the, the first part of the film is dull as hell, so I'm assuming oh. they're trying to mimic DC's <laughs> style of wow. putting us to sleep. So for the first 20 minutes, there's a really interesting homage to DC films. Right. That seems a bit cruel. Because <laughs> it was fairly dull in the first part. But but I will say this. It's, it's dull in a way where it almost has to be. It, it just The scope of this film in terms of the amount of storylines that they are trying to tie together and end in a satisfying way. That's a hell of a job. Well, also bear in mind where the last movie left off. Yeah, and and, 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 and exactly. The last movie left off in a place where it almost just emotionally has to have some of these earlier meditative scenes where everybody's walking around and they're sad because, you know, half the planet has been blinked out of existence. So you get a lot of that. You get a lot of long shots of people walking through fields and, and looking sad and, and uh, you know, shedding a tear. There's a lot of that in the early part, necessarily so, but I was so ready for the conflict 
And I, and I will say they do give us some resolution in terms of the end of the last film really early in this film. It kind of surprised me. And then mm-hmm. they kind of backtrack through some of the other storylines to almost get back to that early scene, which happens, what, about five minutes into this thing? or Pretty quick. T- ten minutes into this thing, which I thought was really smart. Because at the time, it, it caught me off guard. I was like, wow, that's a really quick uh, rate of revelation. Uh, rate of revelation just meaning how quickly we get surprises and yeah, new plot twists. Yeah, new and plot twists and things. I mean, they give it to you like the first five to ten minutes, and I was like, "Wow, that's a development." And then we go off on to this was interestingly a personal exploration of existential loss um, yeah. and, and dread for these characters, and and in a way, they it's entirely appropriate. It's bold. It is. It's is ballsy. I'm not sure I like it. <laughs> but on the other hand, I was thinking as I was watching this movie, the last one, I had problems with the last one. I didn't love the last one, but it's entertaining as hell. And I've Loved rewatched it. The last one. I've rewatched yes. it at, at least once or twice. And it's it's a romp, you know, from beginning to end. It's just action. There's good character stuff in there in between, but there's really wall to wall action scenes. And this movie eschews that. Uh, as you say, it starts off kind of dull, and yeah. we get a lot of character stuff and people mourning. And there's some action here and there. But it's it's a very different movie in tone, in style, in sensibility in a lot of ways. And as I was watching, I was thinking, I, th- I think this movie might be better, but I'm not sure it's going to be fun to watch on repeat viewings for most of it. Yeah, I, th- I think, you know, you, and you're always good at this, of breaking a movie into its thirds. This one is definitely in three acts. Yeah, the first the first act was, was a little dull for me. Second act, it picks up and it starts setting up. And what I like is they go through the setup quickly. Like, they don't take time uh, meditating on how... Uh, Tony Stark figures out how to fight uh, this villain. It's, it's sort of like one scene where it's like, hey, I figured it out. Now let's go fight. And I was like, okay, good. And then we get to that very quickly, and then the last start is awesome. Yeah, I was afraid, I guess, that there was going to be a lot of agonizing that's what about I thought was what gonna, to yeah, do. That's what I thought was going to happen. But he, they, they blow right past that, and they get to really tying up a lot of these a lot of these timelines, and, and, and I see so many times in which they have a jewel that they did. You said it's 22 films. They'll take something that they, uh, a seed that they dropped in the second film of the series, mm-hmm. and then now we're seeing it bloom. There's a lot of stuff that's getting paid off in this movie, Absolutely. for sure. Absolutely. And in a very satisfying way. I love the way in which they they, they deal with the Captain America character. There's uh, even stuff with Thor. I I really, I oh. I disliked immensely the second Thor movie. I didn't like, I didn't, I never liked nor hated the first Thor movie. It was nothing. And Ragnarok was great. Ragnarok's amazing. Thor the Dark World, I think it's called, I think is abysmal. and <laughs> Which I liked. But there's, but this movie pays off stuff that happens oh, in that absolutely. movie in weird ways. And I'll tell you what, this guy who could easily be d- dismissed, uh, Helmsworth, who can easily be dismissed, dismissed as a hairdo, this dude is funny. He's a better, com- now that he's funny, now that they've embraced like the comedy aspect of Thor much more, he's, he works better as a comedic actor. Than he ever did as a serious one. 
I, at, at least in the role of Thor. I don't agree with that. I think he's You're a, crazy. I think he's a <laughs> wonderful Thor. I just think that he's also multi-talented. I just think he is so funny in this, and he has so many great scenes. He's one of my favorite things about the film. I mean, what they do with him in terms of a later Thor and what happens to him, thought, thought what they did with him, with him was really, really smart. And I like the fact that they kind of played with his his general image that we have of both the actor and the character. They sort of they have some fun with that, and I thought it was was wonderful. They do. And did you watch both of the Ant Man movies? I did. I fell asleep on one. Which one? Uh, the the bad one. You're gonna have to be more specific. That's right. <laughs> the worst one, which was the last one. The second one was worse. Oh, it was awful. It, it, it was awful because. To me, some of the logic holes, which don't usually bother me. Oh, you want to talk about logic holes? I do. Logic holes do not bother me in superhero movies. You know, we've had this discussion, but these were so gaping and stupid that they were distracting. And you know, the mother living in the universe, and I, like this is stupid. It was distractingly stupid. I, 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 I did not like it. Okay, uh, it just disturbed me. <laughs> So you think I get hung up on weird stuff. Um, okay, but this movie it, it hinges on Ant-Man um, I know. as a character, and I wondered how you felt about that. Oh, I think they use him well in here. Ant-Man is great. Like, I love Paul Rudd. He's great. I'm a huge LeBute fan, which, sure. w- which he uses in a lot of his work. I love Paul Rudd. I just don't like the movies. I think they do him a disservice as an actor. And how they were written. I just, I thought the first one was okay. And then the second one I just thought was bad. I just thought it was a bad movie. Uh, but they know how to use him in the other films. I like him in the other films outside of Ant-Man. Yeah. Um, and he's got some fun comedy moments. Although we kind of, we do kind of, he does get sidelined at a certain point. Um, yeah. At a certain point, they just kind of almost There's no say, more room for him. Yeah. They, they almost say to Ant-Man, okay, you've done what yeah, we needed good. you to do. <laughs> You're good. There's now, really a scene almost like that. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, can, you can go away now. <laughs> we have some other lines, we need, other plot lines we need to pay off right here. So, And even the middle section. So you say the first section is dull. Act two is still largely, I mean, it's no, they're no longer wallowing, as, yeah. as you say, but it's still a lot of mostly kind of just character moments. Yeah, and I, which I thought were good. I mean, I, I thought I thought not only were good, were necessary. If they wouldn't have had that middle part in there, I would have been very upset. I really needed for some setup for when we got to the end and we had some very major developments. Those, if they would have done that in, like in a regular action movie where we would have had these developments and given me no setup for that, I would have felt that it was sloppy. That's what DC does a lot. By the time you have these big eruptions, yeah, character, yeah. you don't care because they've done very little setup. But these guys are real smart with that. They have a way of developing character really quickly without having to meditate on it, putting that work in it, and then they move on to the next. It's the only way that you can do this sort of multi-headed monster that is the Marvel Universe when you have these many sort of dynamic characters. But they, they do it with almost every character. I mean, they made some choices to exclude certain things like... Black people, but that's that's another Whoa. that's another argument. Look, I, that that Thanos 
did that, man. No, no. I'm That's saying Thanos's deal. they did no payoff for Black Panther. They did no payoff for Nick Fury. They, not a thing. They, there's no payoff for either of those characters. Uh, they, I mean, uh, Dude, what happened to the no spoiler talk, man? Is that a, is that a is hell that a, yes? Is that a spoiler? Yes. That he, Will you shut up about that? Okay. Stop okay, repeating fine, it. Fine. <laughs> there, there is a. There. The man disappeared. Black Panther disappeared. These people disappeared. What do you want them to do? Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm just saying. Those. There wasn't a payoff for some of those characters. Sure. They uh, weren't in most of the movie. Yeah. It just wasn't a pay. Yeah, but some of the other ones weren't in the movie, but still got a little bit of a, a little more of a payoff. I think. Who? Well, um, that's a fair question. I. I don't know how to do it without yeah, using a okay. spoiler, That's but there, I'll put it this way. That's There's a character who was in one of the earlier films in the line that is very instrumental in the end of this movie. Natalie Portman. <laughs> Stop it. Well, oh. we, well, we get a lovely payoff for that character and another main character, and that character's like, oh, wow, I remember that moment. And blah blah blah, and it was literally in one of. The, I think it might. I think li- I might know what you're talking. And it about. might literally be the first, the first film in the line, and then it gets paid off here. Oh, I see what you're talking about. And I'm about. like, that's nice because I remember that moment, which because because me and you differ on this, but I liked uh, yeah, yeah. Captain America more than you did the first one. And so we get a payoff here, and I'm like, that is nice. I like the arc that they created there. Sure, but even the character in question, I don't know if we get much of a payoff. That's a pretty nice payoff, though. That's a that's a real nice... It's a glorified cameo, uh, yeah, it feels like. It, it, it is a glorified cameo, but it's really satisfying resolution. I'm saying with, sure. with so many You're other right. characters, there yeah. isn't really... I give you that. Not really a payoff to it. It's just sort of the, it's sort of like, hey... We're, we're back. Yeah, here. remember me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, oh, there's a. I just remembered a weird thing we'll have to talk about in part two of this okay. episode. Okay, so so it's nice to get that. If one of the weaknesses, if you want to call it that, of the last movie was that it was, and we talked about this in our episode on that, was yeah. that it's more of a, a Thanos movie than anything else. It, it is, which, which is what I love about it. Yeah. That is awesome. And this movie is the mirror image of that, and that we focused on Thanos, and we they they really had to develop that character in well, that movie because well, we, we got nothing of him before. I tell you what, then. and I don't want to use a spoiler, but you're gonna maybe, but uh, there's a scene that Thanos has very early in this film that sure. for, for me is an extension of the last Infinity movie. War, which yeah. I thought was. Brilliant. I agree. It's a good scene. Brilliantly conceived, brilliantly written, very consistent with what that that character has become. I just I love that entire scene. I agree. Yeah, thought thought it was awesome. And awesome. And, and because of that, I got another, I want to follow up on that point. Finish up on the last one. We get to spend much more time with the characters we've grown to know. Yeah. Over the last ten years, and uh, and I enjoyed that, especially since the Marvel people have been hinting that there will be you know. A passing of the baton or the torch to a new generation of heroes and so on. So that was enjoyable. Back to your point on, what did you just say? I I just say I like the way that they had that early scene. Oh, the early scene with with Thanos. Thanos, It's an extension of Infinity Wars. It's really So I got to, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to try and not spoil this as best I can, but I can't. I can't talk about it. We're going to have to talk about it in part two. Um, But the, I guess I'll just say this. The the villain aspect of this movie I don't think worked as well. 
because of the conceit of how they're going to solve the problem. Because we had built up a relationship with the villain of the last movie, the villain here is inherently different. And so our relationship is different. Our relationship with that villain and the characters that are fighting against the villain don't really work the same because of the conceit. I guess that's as much as I can say. But it, it, I liked it, but it was inherently less satisfying in a way, because of the the conceit of the film. And I don't know how you solve that. Well, to me, I didn't, I didn't react in that way, largely, I think, because Thanos is still there. And, and, yeah. And, we, and we, we're still getting that. So I, I don't know that I reacted in the same way as that. I, I think I get what you're saying, but I, it, that, that was fine for me. That, that worked okay for me. It was almost one of those things where, you know, they say, you know, who is the antagonist and how – the antagonist oftentimes doesn't have to be a person. Towards the end of this thing, I almost start getting a feeling that the antagonist wasn't necessarily even about just about Thanos or whoever. It was about that they were more fighting against time, fighting against themselves, fighting against their own fears and stuff like that, especially towards that last part. Uh, sure. It, it almost became a little bigger than Thanos or like they were even fighting at the, at the end part certain characters were like fighting against their own demons or their own fears. Like I, I love what they do with Tony Stark in terms of his motivation in this film Yeah, is as strong as anything we've ever seen it's, in any Iron Man film. It's the most, it, it's a nice redemption for Tony Stark. Absolutely. Uh, not just, and I'm just, just talking about early on yeah. um, from, from beginning to end, his character changes in important ways. Absolutely. More than he has in any of the previous movies. Absolutely. I guess not since the first Iron Man has when, Tony Stark When we Stark get to the resolution at the end, there, there are stakes. I mean, there are stakes all over the place for so many characters. Uh, I was like, ah, oh, that's, that's nicely done. That, that's, that's not easy to do when you, you're juggling these amount of characters, but they find a way to sort of pretty satisfactorily do it with as many characters I think as can be, can be done. Some characters get neglected here or there, but for the most part, they they pay off the larger veins that run through through this universe. I thought it was impressive. Yeah, I'll, I'll admit the, the this movie I did find satisfying yeah. uh, in a lot of those ways with most of our main characters. And I don't that, think... That we're not black. Are there black characters in... <laughs> In the Marvel Universe? I'm just saying, I'm just throwing that in there. Your hat, sir. What about my hat? Keeps hitting the... You mean my black hat, LJ? That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. There it goes. See, if it were gray, no problem. (laughs) This isn't much of a spoiler. Guess what? There's a huge fight scene at the end of the movie. (laughs) Who would have guessed? But let me tell you this, man. Much more than the final fight scene in the last movie. This movie, I was watching it, and it's like, oh, man. This is... All of the comic books I read on the screen, like this, I literally lean back in my chair. You know, I'm I'm gonna get away from the microphone. But I put my le- my feet up, I put my hands behind my head. I kind of lean back, and I and I literally was all smiles. I was like, "Holy crap! I can't believe they're doing it." Exactly. That is the co- that is that's Marvel. About, that's it was sort of Marvel's like doing like their huge sweeping stuff. Yeah. Imagine Ready Player One, except for good. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and with characters you care about. <laughs> exactly. Um, can, and not avatars and all that. Exactly. Nonsense. Imagine that that scene in Ready Player One, except for good. It's. It was just. An, it was incredible. Yeah, um, it was outstanding, no doubt. 
It's it looked expensive as hell. Oh yeah, but incredible. And what I always love what Marvel does has a way of doing that DC just can't figure out is they can have these sort of sweeping scenes and then they can pull these little snapshots out of the yeah, scene. Even in the midst have. of the giant action scenes, exactly. there are still scenes happening. Yeah, we're having these little moments that, that have weight and have stakes and they matter and they have emotional content to them. I mean, how they do that, I don't know, but it's such a, a really fine level of writing that I think doesn't get enough credit. But remember at the end of Justice League when the Flash ran fast? Oh, God. The and worst. then Cyborg plugged into a thing and thought about hacking it? Yes, and Superman was standing around. Yeah. And Batman was like, we should do something. And remember that? I do. That was pretty good, right? <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's mainly, that's mainly what it. we have to uh, say. Other, other than go see it. And, and I, and I want to say for the partners and spouses of of people who, you know, who are really into it and maybe you're a spouse and you're like, I could care less about a, a superhero movie. Go check this out. No, I, I, don't see it. No, I think for you. you if I, you haven't seen the other ones. I, I disagree. <laughs> for, for, for those of you who want to start at a place that has a little more emotional content and stakes and things, this probably has more than your average. Are you literally telling people to start with this one? Absolutely. You're out of your mind? Absolutely. This is the one to start with. Oh. <laughs> This is the one to start this with. This is the last one? I know. <laughs> this is the one to start with. Wow. And you could almost go backwards. In the same way, if you look at the Star Wars trilogy. Wait, you can watch this like a memento? Uh, just no, watch it in reverse it's like order? The, it's like the Star Wars trilogy. We start kind of in the middle. If you, if you and, look at how the order actually worked out, we kind of start in the middle. And, and, and we should Towards have left, the end, actually. Uh, the middle. Yeah, the middle. So nothing wrong with that. Go Go see this film. You you can find some stuff in it that I think you'll like. That's all I'm saying. Oh, boy. I cannot support that. I do. Strongly. <laughs> I mean, it'd be an interesting experiment. I would love to hear somebody who did that. <laughs> but it is a tremendous payoff for those who've been following this no series. Doubt. I can definitely say that. And uh, it mostly works. I got some quibbles. This movie is an absolute mess. It's exciting. It's off-putting. It's odd. I'm not sure I like it, but I kind of really like it. And it's cool. It's all of those things. No doubt. I have a complicated history with this film. I've only seen it once. i got to see it another time. I really, the first time I watched it, I kind of just watched it thinking, I, I guess I didn't really think. I usually engage my critic brain mm-hmm. a lot, and that I didn't do that a lot with this one. Yeah. So I'm going to, on the second view, and I'm going to try and see it in IMAX, but in this new dystopian future in which you have to buy your tickets in advance and assign seats... <laughs> And they're going to be good seats that people won't show up for, even at our screening. There were seat, perfectly good seats next to us. Yep. Nobody showed up. Those tickets were sold. I happen to know for a fact. It drives me crazy, so I'll get there eventually. But a good final farewell, although, of course, we know this is not a farewell. This will continue probably long after we're dead. And with that, check us out on the iTunes, the Apple Podcast app, the Google Play Music Store, our website, disagreepodcast.com. And tell a friend about the show, or an enemy, (laughs) especially the enemies. (laughs) And with that, we will talk at you next week, everybody. Bye. Peace and chicken grease. Uh, 
Zack Snyder. You know, I don't. We may mention this before, but tangent. There are nutty people on the internet who are just—it's like conspiracy theorist nonsense about release the Snyder cut of Justice League. <laughs> release it. We know there's a good movie in there, and you're keeping it from us. <laughs> Sick boy. <laughs> Somebody, the delusion runs deep. Somebody's digging deep and hard right Woo. there. <laughs> the internet, man. 